We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. DFS MLB Podcast Wednesday edition. Hi there, baseball fans. I'm Paul Bruno, and I'm joined once again by John McKechnie, as usual, working with me on these Wednesday pods. We're coming to you now Monday to Friday with uh, exclusive baseball uh, predictions on the FanDuel plays of the day every day, Monday to Friday. And I hope you're tuning in to get some of the best advice from not only John and myself, but others of our peers who are doing a lot of homework every day and prep for these shows. John, uh, this... uh, this is the greatest time of the year for me uh, with hockey and basketball playoffs well underway. And we start, uh, we're starting to get a form chart on, chart on baseball teams and their key players uh, right now. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, you know, the first couple weeks of doing this podcast, you know, on, on, you know, with the daily format, especially, uh, it's a bit of a, you know, a crapshoot to an extent, you know, we're, we're looking at, at, trends from last year we're trying to you know pick on very small trends that we've seen from earlier in the year but now you know we're we're getting in about a month into the season almost now so you know we're starting to get some more reliable data we're starting to see some things obviously some things maybe aren't sustainable like maybe eric Thames won't hit a hundred home runs i don't know i'm not going to bet against that yet um but you know we're again we're, we're starting to see things kind of solidify starting to gel um, your Blue Jays are starting to bounce back a little bit. Uh, your guy Chris Coglin had one of the more exciting plays of the of the entire season so far last night. Just the <laughs> swan dive over Molina. What was your reaction to that? Well, I gave him about a five point seven on the Olympic scoring scale. That was a beautiful. <laughs> hey, he he yeah, the landing. Brutal judge. It was. It, well, you know, there's room. <laughs> I don't know if he would have gone straight into the water or not. It was a bit of an awkward <laughs> positioning. But you got to give him marks for for thinking about the taking the move. I mean, uh, John catchers are now being a little bit more uh, limited in terms of what they can do but right. uh, but Molina was right in the in the baseline and and Coughlin said you know I couldn't go around him so it was my choice to go underneath him over him and at the last second I just thought what the heck I'll go for it and he stuck the landing it was it was beautiful and uh, full Willie Mays Hayes <laughs> that was crazy but uh, bef- uh, John we got a lot to talk about before I, we get into the show I want to remind our listeners to follow me Paul Bruno at Satsman22 and you can follow John great follow at Johnny McKex John we're going to go through the lineups of the matchups that begin from 7 o'clock onward because we want to give our listeners time to get into those those games at night uh, we're taping this in the mid early afternoon on uh, on a Wednesday so uh, let's take it from the Rays game in Baltimore against uh, Dylan Bundy I'll, I'll let you take a take a charge of the first six games I'll take the nightcaps 
All righty. So starting us off here, we got the Rays with Alex Cobb on the hill in Baltimore going against Dylan Bundy. Uh, Baltimore minus 140 favorites. The over-under sitting at eight runs even. Uh, that's a 7.05 start. Then moving up to Philadelphia, we got the Marlins with Wei and Chen taking the mound with his 3.94 ERA at Philadelphia going against Vince Velasquez, who's off to a bit of a rocky start, 0-2 with a 7-2 ERA. Phillies slight favorites in that one, minus 106. That's an, also an over-under of eight. Then moving over across the Keystone State, we got the Cubs with John Lester on the mound. Uh, still still no uh, decisions to his name yet, but a 2.66 ERA. Those Cubs are 160, minus 163 road favorites. Uh, the over-under in that one is eight, uh, and they're going against Pittsburgh and Tyler Glass now, who's off to a rocky start, 0-1 with a 7.94 ERA. That's a 7.05 start. Then we have the a uh, big rivalry week game that uh, was postponed last night, so we're we're getting the first taste of it uh, tonight. We got the Yankees with Masahiro Tanaka, two and one with a six point zero ERA at Boston, going against ace Chris Sale, rocking a point nine one ERA. The Red Sox are minus one seventy three favorites. The over under in that one is seven and a half. And then moving out to Detroit, we had a ton of runs in this game last night. We'll see if uh, if we can kind of see some replication there. We got the Mariners with James Paxton on the hill, two and zero with a one seven eight ERA. Slight road favorites at minus one twenty five, eight flat uh, as the over under there going against Detroit and, and uh, Daniel Norris. Uh, he's one and one with the three seven ERA. And then uh, off to City Field, we got the Braves with Julio Tehran, one and one with the three five two ERA going against the Mets with Noah Syndergaard, one and one with the one seven three ERA. Uh, Mets pretty heavily favored in this one, minus 195. That's a six and a half over under. And then a little later in the evening, about Hector Santiago and the Minnesota Twins traveling to Texas against lefty Cole Hamels, bringing his uh, uh, repertoire into into action tonight. And that's one of the reasons why uh, the Rangers are favored, uh, minus 147 on the money line, the over under set at eight and a half. Then we got the uh, Blue Jays throwing out Matt Latos. This is an emergency start situation. Uh, not a very good pitcher yes. here. Uh, Carlos Martinez opposing him not off to a great start for St. Louis so the run total could be high in this one I think the bunny line though favors the home standing cards at a minus 172 the over under set at eight then the Nationals and Tanner Rourke who's off to a pretty nice start in terms of win loss uh, goes into Colorado against Tyler Chatwood a two and two mark with a 4.10 ERA the home standing club in Colorado is a, is a slim, slim favorite here minus 113 the money line uh, the over under set at 11 and a half they're expecting Jeez. a lot of runs in that uh, in that one <laughs> and uh, that's a high a high high over under for sure one of the highest we'll probably see for a long while yet this season uh, last Trevor night's K- game was absurd yeah it was maybe that's a precursor for why the the over under set so high here mm. uh, the Padres at Trevor Cahill visit Arizona and uh, Godley is making his season debut here uh, minus 137 the over under for the homestanding uh, Diamondbacks the over under is nine and a half runs for that 940 start Manea and the Oakland A's travel to the Angels and Matt Shoemaker uh, minus 136 favoring the Angels and the over under set at eight runs and then finally we have the Dodgers and Alex Wood uh, going in to San Francisco against Cueto and he has a three and one record but that ERA is a little suspect at 525 and that's a Mm -hmm. 10-15 start. Uh, All right uh, John let's get into it beginning with our starting pitchers and let's take a look at the top guys on the board and my question to you every week is uh, player fade. Well you know this is Syndergaard going against the Braves here so you know the Braves are you know about as anemic of an offense as as there is in all of baseball this year and Syndergaard's been about as dominant of a pitcher as we've seen you know he's He's sitting here with 30 strikeouts and no walks to his name through through uh, three starts, I believe. That I mean, that's just an unbelievable mark. Obviously, uh, Vegas is pretty confident that the Mets are going to get the win there. They're almost uh, minus 200 favorites going against the Braves. So, uh, not only does Syndergaard have the high win probability, he's he's got the strikeout upside that that you love to see, and he's not going to let a ton of guys on base, so you, you you don't worry about a high run total. So, I think Syndergaard with the with his uh, fancy new fingernails. Is, is a pretty safe bet if you wanted to go uh, the expensive route or if you're playing in a cash game situation. Uh, certainly can't blame you uh, going with Syndergaard there. 
And uh, for my money, I think he's a better bet than John Lester. I, I like the Pittsburgh offense, John, and, uh, and that's one of the reasons I'll shy away. The lefty-righty matchup favors kind of the heart of their order, so uh, I'm looking for that to be a tougher outing for, for the big lefty as opposed to Syndergaard, who's just been throwing nothing but BBs so far and gets the favorable matchup against a less-than-stellar Atlanta team. So I'm with you all the way on that an assessment. If we drop it down into the 9,000, say taking it down to 8,700 where we see Luis Severino, we've got about a half dozen other quality starters here that are going tonight. What's your sense for this range from, say, Cueto down to Severino? Well, I, I was thinking about Carlos Martinez, and not only does does Matt Latos oppose him, and, you know, I think uh, you probably know as well as anyone that you, you're kind of dreading the, the Matt Latos meltdown. Yeah. At, so, at some point, it's going to happen. No question. Um, but with, with Martinez, he really hasn't looked that good since the opener. He hasn't gone more than five and a third in any game since his opener. Not getting the ground balls anywhere near the clip uh, that he was last year in terms of his ground ball to fly ball ratio. Uh, but things I did notice when I when I kind of dug into his numbers, he's getting uh, like the batting average on balls in play for him is is he's just getting crushed in that regard. And that that certainly you know partially has to do with you know people are barreling up a little bit more than they were but still 378 that that's so high i imagine that number will come down and he also has a 12.3 k per nine uh going against a blue jays team that has the sixth highest strikeout rate in baseball so i think martinez is a guy that people have maybe soured on for daily purposes and i think tonight might be a night uh, where he actually uh, has some really nice GPP consideration because the win probability, uh, given who's opposing him, plus the matchup with, with that strikeout-prone Blue Jays offense that doesn't have Tulowitzki or Donaldson. Yeah, I think that's a key assessment and a key point there. Uh, in this range, I also like James Paxton when I look at the fact that in three of his four outings, he's allowed no few, no more than four hits against. He got tagged for nine his last time out, but even in, even so, the strikeout total is there. I see 30 strikeouts, better than a strikeout an inning because he's only pitched 25 innings. So that combination tells me that Paxton might be a guy that I might lean toward in this range uh, against a free-swinging Detroit team. So I'll add that note to this mix. Does, uh, does Detroit scoring 19 not scare you at all no i think they probably used it up john i'm, I'm betting that uh, more often than not i'd love to see the stats on this actually that after a team goes double digits uh, how do they fare the next day i think in, a, in uh, the high percentage of cases uh, they use up a lot of runs it's uh, it's uh, a stat that i'd love to to question and i think i'm gonna check on, on that uh, before next show and uh, see if I can uh, add some, shed some light on that fact. But I think I lean hev- heavily in, in Paxton's favor in this one, <laughs> for what it's worth. <laughs> uh, then we'll take a look at the 8,400 down to, let's say, 7,700. We got up down to Matt Shoemaker, a range of another half dozen pitchers there, including one guy that I think I'm going to be on tonight. And uh, I'll, uh, I'll keep it a secret until you go through yours. Uh, so we have, we have Chen going to Philadelphia, obviously. And then we, uh, moving down, we have Tehran, I think Tehran is kind of interesting tonight. Uh, if if only because he is the contrarian play on the board. Like he he's a he's an extremely quality pitcher. You know you're going to yeah. get probably a quality start out of him. You can you can definitely get some strikeouts. And what I like, even though the, his his win probability obviously is relatively low going against Syndergaard in the Mets on the road. Uh, that Mets offense has been just about as bad as the Braves uh, over the last week or so. You know. Uh, well below the league average as far as weighted on base. I think they're uh, closer to bottom three over the last week. And uh, obviously, I think they're going to get Cespedes back. He was supposed to be back in the lineup last night, uh, but the game got rained out. Obviously, that's a huge boost to that lineup. But that lineup has a lot of holes in it. I think it's one where... Uh, and I don't lean particularly heavily on uh, batter versus pitcher uh, numbers, <clears throat> but Tehran, uh, when you pull up our, our batter versus pitcher, hot, hot versus cold, uh, a lot of the Mets lineup is has very cold numbers against Tehran. So I think that's at least worth consideration. I think he's a contrarian play uh, for GPP purposes uh, at, at 8,400. But then, you know, moving down the list, you got Bundy, we got Shamanaya, uh, Vince Velasquez, uh, Matt Shoemaker going against Oakland. So the, the Manaya Shoemaker one, that, that might uh, be, you know, kind of interesting as a, as a low scoring. Uh, maybe people aren't going to be super in on either of those pitchers, but I think both of those guys could turn in quality starts. 
You see, John, this is why I think you and I make an interesting pairing because you're not you're kind of fading the the batter versus pitcher stuff. I I lean heavily on it, and and I, that's why I look at a guy like a Dylan Bundy in this range. And I'm surprised you didn't mention him more aggressively because he's one of your guys. Uh, I was gonna, I was going to let you knock it out of the park. Out up, boy. He's averaged <laughs> over 40 points per game in Fanduel play, looking really sharp. And uh, Tampa's offense, not one of the the brightest ones uh, or most powerful or intimidating ones out there so and i like the matchup that he has too i get i think he gets a favorable nod when you look at the opposing pitcher in this one so and the and of course your your orioles offense backing him so the win probability there for me is high and uh, and uh, if bundy just continues to do what he's done in the first four or five starts i expect a nice payoff for eighty one hundred dollars and i don't mind telling you he's my go-to guy uh, in terms of the lineup that i'll put out in our rotowire uh, staff contest this week I'll, I'll say that right now uh-huh. uh let's go down then uh into value country uh, if you're looking for contrarian plays you'll probably find them in this range john who is the best of uh let's say an uninspired lot down here um i sort of touched on this a little bit uh, a few seconds ago here but i, I think Manaya does have some interest to me um you know he's a left-hander going against an angels lineup that uh, is pretty punchless outside of Mike Trout. And obviously Mike Trout is, you know, arguably the biggest threat offensively in baseball. And, you know, he draws a lefty righty matchup here, but I think Manaya, uh, you know, he's averaging over 30 points, uh, pr- first start. Um, he had one really bad start earlier in the season, but he's kind of gotten things turned around. He's, he's gotten at least six strikeouts and I think all of his outings so far this year. So he's got a little bit of a full here plus you know uh refactoring in the the matchup here uh i think that the that the a's could potentially get to shoemaker more so than the than the angels are able to get to mania here so if i'm going for you know just kind of bargain basement pitchers uh, i I really prefer not to but if i were i I would go with mania and for my part, I'm going to counter with Vince Velasquez. He's not off to the greatest of starts, but I think when you look at the batter versus pitchers matchups, Wei-Yin Chen shows up a lot in terms of the hot matchups favoring the batters. So that might be uh, a flyer that worth taking based on, again, the numbers that I lean on a little bit more than you do, pal. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with, before we get into the position players, though, John, I want to give a nod to uh, FanDuel on our behalf. They're our, our primary sponsor and. They want to remind you all that baseball fans, the wait is over. Baseball is back, which means FanDuel's back, and it's better than ever. FanDuel, where fantasy baseball is there for everyday fans. There's new contests starting every day. No busted season. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and compete against each other uh, on a daily basis. Late, there's a new this year. There's an upgraded experience. There's late swap contests. You can edit your players right up to the start time of their individual games. There's no more worrying about a late lineup scratch or a sudden storm. Non-late swap contests are still available too. And in fact, there's an updated scoring portion that sh- you should be made aware of. There's quality starts that are added so your pitchers, even if they have an unfavorable matchup like you highlighted against Syndergaard today, uh, the opposing pitcher Tehran still has a chance to to control his outing with his own performance if he goes deep into that one in a pitcher's duel. And they have a friends mode, John, where we can create a league for our friends. We do have the Rotowire staff league, but I'd love to get another one going with some of the guys that maybe do the Monday to Friday pods. That sounds like a good idea. That would be great. And uh, I might pursue that after this show, buddy. Uh, choose the days that you play each week. Contests will be created automatically. Plus, there's a leaderboard which will keep track of how you all stack up against one another, and it's all about bragging rights. You don't have to put money down for those side bets. I get a lot of mileage out of bragging rights, John. I don't know about you. But uh, I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm terrible with the upper hand. <laughs> and we want to remind our listeners to have all the fantasy that baseball has to offer. FanDuel, be sports rich. Sign up today. Go to FanDuel.com RW. And you've been really good to me about the fact that my Blue Jays have been buried so far this season. But uh, listen, the floor is open to you if you want to crow about your well i mean most of my anger has just been directed at the red Sox. so i mean we, we don't even have to get into it we have that uh, in common. it's gonna it's gonna make me boil over so well let's just get on let's let's uh, let the people have our good catcher picks because uh if i talk about machado getting his head thrown out one more time i'm gonna lose it <laughs> <laughs> and before we close out the ad portion we want to remind you there's a special offer for new users deposit today and you'll get a free six-month rotowire subscription plus five free entries that's up to $50 in value to try a variety of sports on FanDuel. Uh, that's FanDuel.com slash RW. All right, John, I know you're chomping at the bit. So let's get into the catcher picks, the top tier. Why don't you give us a bit of
bit of an introduction to the guys that you uh, might like to feature there. Well, uh, as you kind of mentioned at the at the top of the show, we're starting to see uh, things sort of crystallize, and I think that that's also being reflected in the way that we're seeing uh, the slates and the in the prices a lot in a lot of positions, especially catcher. Um, we we see pretty much every day it's Posey and then whoever else, and then usually uh, whoever is getting the the cores bump uh, <laughs> several hundred dollars uh, below. Uh, so Posey, obviously number one here tonight. Uh, he's thirty six hundred. Uh, going against a lefty, he's OPSing over a thousand against lefties this year. So if you wanted to pay up uh, at at catcher, and if you wanted to target Alex Wood a little bit, uh, Posey would definitely be the the way to get that started because you know uh, Brandon Crawford's a little bit banged up. Uh, Brandon Belt's a left-hander, so uh, I think Posey would be the way to get things started as far as your giant stack was concerned. If you were to go that route, I'm probably not, but you know, just tossing it out there. Um, moving on from that, Austin Hedges uh, either hits a home run or he strikes out. Uh, kind of an interesting guy, I suppose, for for GPP purposes. Plus, uh, going to Chase Field, uh, that's always a good thing as far as your hitters are concerned. Uh, Weeders, uh, Tony Walters. Um, and Dustin Garneau are all between 3,200 and 3,100, all playing in that cores game. None of them are all that appealing to me. None of them have that, that sort of pop upside that I'm really looking for, um, even in that sort of core setting there. So I'm probably uh, staying away from them. Then we have Wellington Castillo and Wilson Contreras here. Uh, Contreras kind of stood out to me when I, when I was first uh, looking over this slate at, at 3,100, but uh, he's really been struggling against right-handers uh, this year in class as a right-hander. So I'm probably going to gonna fade away from him, even though I do like his price tag a decent bit. Uh, so that's pretty much my read on this tier. Yeah, I love the fact that you highlighted the Coors bump because both catchers there are among the top four that are offered on the board and uh, could benefit certainly from from playing in in that uh, very favorable hitter's haven but i like wellington castillo uh, i think john yeah. talked about this this guy was a great addition for your squad i i i mean the rich get richer in terms of a deep offense he's well protected there and uh, a guy who's coming off a great season and he's hitting up a storm already hitting me close to a 300 clip so far in the early going so for 3100 dollars, he's one of my favorite picks in that range if we went a little bit lower though john let's take it from 2600 up to 2900 i think there's some uh, some valuable options here that might uh, make a nice fit and give you some flexibility to spend elsewhere I really like the the Texas catchers, you know, whichever one uh, draws in tonight, uh, either Robinson Chirinos at 2,600 against Minnesota or, or Lucroy, you know, so that that's a home game for the Rangers. Um, Chirinos has obviously outperformed Lucroy to this point in the season, but I, I did look at some Lucroy numbers here to, to kind of wrap my head around why he's so terrible thus far. Uh, he has a really high contact rate, uh, 91%. Obviously, that, that'll that come back to earth a little bit, but his, his batting average on balls and plays is, is at 200. And the, you know, the sort of general league average for that is around 300. Yeah. So, you know, for him to be that far below the norm, I think that that number uh, progresses to the mean at some point here. And I think going against a Twins team, I think it makes sense uh, for things to start to turn around a little bit uh, for Lucroy. So Lucroy sitting at 2800 uh i could see that working out uh jt real muto uh of the marlins he's got a high floor like he's very rarely going to give you a, a goose egg uh but I, I don't really love his ceiling as much as i did earlier in the season he was tearing the cover off the ball earlier in the season but now he hasn't had a double digit outing since uh april 14th so uh Real Muto is sort of a, a fine punt option, I suppose, but I, I think Lucroy or Chirinos would be uh, my calls if I'm going a little bit cheaper at catcher here. For me, uh, we didn't cross paths here in this one. That's an interesting observation I have because I looked at V-Mart and Russell Martin, two guys that started off with terrible uh, opening weeks in the season, but both have picked it up lately and uh, are on pretty good streaks in terms of keeping the ball, hitting the ball safely over the last week and a half. So mm-hmm. I look at that, veteran hitters, who are are hitting way below their their uh, usual punching weight and and 
the Blue Jays particularly are counting on Martin with a couple of injuries on their roster. So he gets to move up a little bit in, in terms of the batting order uh, versus what he normally does. In fact, they even started him at third base yesterday, given the knees a bit of a break. So uh, I think he'll be a little bit fresher uh, than he might otherwise be playing behind the plate every day. So I like the matchup that he has against Martinez, who, as I mentioned off the top, is struggling for St. Louis. And uh, he could be one of the healthy bats that Jays trots out, trot out there and could be productive. Mm-hmm. B-Mart, for his part, we know he's one of the better uh, hitting catchers in all of baseball. Retains that catcher uh, eligibility I'll say. And uh, so I, I like that possibility here uh, as well. What about in Two terms of his teammates have been ripping the cover off the ball at catcher too. I mean, uh, both Avila and McCann right. went for over 30 points last night as well. I think they're, both of those guys could potentially be worth consideration if, you know, if you're not on as high on James Paxton as uh, you are. That's right. So uh, what about some of the guys below the $2,500 mark? You mentioned the Detroit catchers, uh, the, that are there uh, they're in this range at $2,400 what about anybody yeah, anybody else uh not particularly I, I think uh otherwise this, this is sort of a, a graveyard part of the uh of the catcher uh tier the catcher position so uh you'll ha- you'd have to look and see if if it's either McCann or Avila behind the plate and where they're hitting in the order and if that appeals to you uh but I think either of them are are completely fine gpp candidates i mean avila somehow is hitting over 400s obviously a relatively small sample yeah. size but you're getting a 400 hitter uh left-hander uh, so he's probably going to be sitting actually against against pax and so may- maybe mccann would be would be worth considering at 2400 but well, that, that's about as, as low as i'm going and one guy that i'll just throw in just because he's a platoon type catcher for philadelphia and should get the uh, opportunity today and that's cameron rupp he has been a lefty masher in, in terms of his slate over the last couple of years that i've noticed of course he's only playing limited role but uh in in this platoon situation but if he does get the start maybe he's a guy that that uh, you plug in and again to give you flexibility elsewhere just because of that opportunity so with that let's move it over to the first base side and see some of those premier guys that might be at the other end of the spectrum uh, some high-end guys that you might want to plug in there's about six of them in the 4,000 plus uh, range john why don't you introduce a couple of those names to us um, <clears throat> usual suspects here. We got Rizzo uh, going against the Pirates. We got Goldschmidt go at home uh, going against the Padres. Will Myers on the other side of that con- contest sitting at 4,200. Ryan Zerman out at Coors. 4,200 and Mark Reynolds at 4,000. Uh, Miguel Cabrera obviously uh, banged up right now, but Goldschmidt stands out to me. I think that we're starting to see the, the beginnings of one of those classic Goldschmidt tears. Um, he, he He's He's on a bit of a hit streak, or or well, he's hit in safely in five of his last six games. He had four. He went four for four on Tuesday night with a double and a home run, three runs uh, driven in. Obviously, he also gives you more steal potential than anyone else at the first base position. Uh, so Goldschmidt, to me, uh, I'm all in on the on the Diamondbacks uh, for this evening, and I, I feel very confident that in paying up that 4,300 salary for him. Well, you mentioned two other guys that I'll talk about then in this range, and that's Ryan Zimmerman and Mark Reynolds, both of them carrying hot sticks. That's one way I lean when I start to get a form chart, and these guys are both high on the list of hot-hitting first baseman. You look at Zimmerman, four homers, 11 ribbies at a 400 batting average of the past seven games, and for his part, Mark Reynolds, much the same, a 360 batting average with three homers and nine ribbies, so hot sticks at the the first base position that uh, rate among the higher-priced guys. If you believe in street players then uh, you took a take a look at one of these two guys for tonight's sure. uh, first baseman john in my opinion what about dropping down below that range say from 3900 down to say 3100 dollars, where we see adam lind at 3100 we got freddie freeman at 3900 and in between there's some other good options too Freeman obviously has been playing uh, one of the best brands of first base uh, from an offensive perspective all season. He's really off to a career year. Uh, it's been great to see, but you know, again, going against Thor, I'm just not going to really play any Braves, and especially when I, I consider the rest of that lineup so anemic. Even if Freeman gets on base three times, I, I kind of have my doubts about the Braves being able to bring him across. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to stay away from Freeman uh, this evening. Uh, Mitch Moreland going against. Uh, Severino could be interesting. Uh, he's obviously uh, off to a very hot start this year, more so than people were expecting. But Matt Carpenter kind of sticks out to me here. It's kind of weird to have him uh, in the first base slot, but that's kind of where he's been playing to start the year. 
Um, so he's at 3,300 going against uh, Matt Latos. I think there there could be a case to be made uh, for a Cardinal stack a little bit tonight if you want to go off the beaten path a little bit. Um, going against Latos, target him uh, with a with you know what's really a typically a cheap first baseman. I feel like you and I usually uh, tend to pay up at this position, but 3,300 you can definitely save yourself uh, some room to to you know pay up elsewhere, pay up in the outfielder or for a premium infield or a middle infielder. Well, and I'm going to counter by saying I'm not as scared as you about Freddie Freeman just because in the small sample size that Syndergaard's had against the Atlanta Braves, he hasn't fared all that well, giving up a 288 batting average. And uh, Freddie Freeman's enjoyed some success against him. So, hey, he gets on base. He gets a couple of hits. Could be an interesting contrarian play in this range if you uh, avoid everything that you just said a couple of minutes mm-hmm. ago, John. So I don't fear him as much as you. Uh, I also look at a guy like a Hanley Ramirez in this matchup of mortal rivals against the Reds, uh, the Yankees. He's a guy that I, I think comes to the fore for the, in the middle of that Boston offense. So a guy who's uh, not, not off to the greatest start of, of the season, but I think in, he could be inspired just because of the limelight and uh, the fact that this, this uh, series puts uh, both teams center stage in the most storied rivalry in baseball as it unfolds again tonight. So I don't mind paying up for Freeman or uh, fading a little bit uh, some of the higher price guys and going with a, a power bat in the middle of a potent Red Sox order. So there's two more like names that. to think about. What about below $3,000? We got Kendris Morales at 3000 and Trey Mancini, who's been going nuts for the Orioles, uh, $2,900. Either of those two or other players in this range that interest you? Uh, I, I think that uh, Mancini would make some sense, but uh, there, you, you'll have to watch out for the lineup because uh, Showalter kind of sat Hyunsoo Kim for forever, it seemed like, and obviously the Orioles will be facing a right-hander tonight, so they might uh, opt to use Kim in left field again and keep Mancini on the bench. We'll have to see what goes on there. Also, Trumbo has been really struggling, so maybe Mancini draws in a DH. That's just something that you'll have to watch out for the lineup uh, before you lock in Mancini. But if he's in, you know, I, I think you could certainly uh, uh, make a case for for him. Uh, dropping down a little bit, though, I do like Yonder Alonso a little bit uh, going against Shoemaker. I usually only consider Alonso uh, when he's going against a righty. Um, he's kind of hit for more power than we're used to seeing out of him uh, this year. He's got three home runs so far and 10 RBI. Um, so I think going against Shoemaker, I think he's a vi- he's going to be very uh, low owned. So I think he's a guy that I would at least consider. And then, you know, I'm probably going to waste a lineup by using Greg bird again, because I, I I'm so sold on his power, but I'm so, <laughs> I'm so, I mean, at least I'm realistic with, with how he's been to start the year. I mean, he's barely hitting over a hundred. He's hitting one Oh four so far. Uh, it's pretty, you know, that's just rough stuff. So, yeah. you, you know, you're, you're, you're definitely risking taking the zero from your first base position, uh, by using bird. But I think the Yankees are going to get to Porcello tonight. And I think that bird, could sneakily uh, be part of the reason why. Exactly. I agree with all the names you uh, suggested. I'll add two more. You know I'm a big fan of Adrian Gonzalez. He's a righty masher, and he gets Johnny Cueto in another big rivalry series tonight. So I like the fact he's carrying a hot stick into play. He's got a couple of multi-hit games in the last week and hitting more often than not in most other games that he plays. So he's good to get on base and save you some money on first base in this game. I also like the power opportunity that uh, Lucas Duda brings to the table. He's averaged over 10 FanDuel points per game, and you don't get that anywhere else in in this price range so for twenty six hundred dollars it might take a flyer on him and the power that he brings to the table tonight against tehran so uh, with that let's move over to the second base position john and uh, take us to the top of the board there we got uh, about four or five guys about above the thirty five hundred mark why don't we start there Uh, well i think at the top of the list um, it's Daniel Murphy. It's 4,200. Obviously he's at cores drove in five last night. Was didn't even lead his team in RBI just a <laughs> just a, you know, just a circus of a game. Um, but I think, you know, especially if you, if you're considering using those guys that we just mentioned that lower, you know, sub 3000 first baseman, uh, to save room for, for, you know, a national stack with, with Murphy and Turner or Murphy and Harper, I, you know, I'd say go for it. I think I'm going to at least try to try to get one of those lineups together uh, this evening. Obviously, I'll have to probably go cheap at pitcher two because I believe Harper's over five thousand. But uh, Murphy is Murphy is uh, he's come out the other side of his little little tiny slump, and obviously uh, being in cores, even though even though he's going against arguably uh, the best Rockies pitcher this evening, I, I don't think that that really means a whole lot when you're talking about. 
uh, uh, Daniel Murphy that's locked in. So I, I like him at 4,200. If you can find the room, uh, the optimizer really likes Brian Dozier. I can't disagree with that. He gives you some second or uh, some stolen base potential in addition to some pop, uh, with the, but he is going against Cole Hamels, but it is in Texas. So, you know, that there's ways to talk yourselves into him, uh, Robinson Cano, facing a, facing a left-hander uh that that probably takes him out of consideration uh for me but um uh, what i mean do you have any other opinions on these kind of higher up second basemen i love caesar hernandez in this range uh, john he's got six multi-hit games in his last nine, eight games out there and in terms of the batter versus pitcher matchups way in chen the opposing mound uh uh, opponent uh, is is on the long end of some some bad uh, splits between batters versus pitchers. So I think that uh, the Marlins could be in trouble against a possible Philly stack. And I'll I'll start talking about that with uh, the inclusion of Cesar Hernandez, who's been the most productive second baseman in this tier in terms of daily FanDuel play so far this season, uh, playing at a real All Star caliber. And uh, that's not a surprise to me. I really like him as a player. Um, down below this range, we have a, a mitt full of other potential guys that make a lot of sense from Ian Kinsler at $3,500 down to, let's say, uh, Starling Castro at $3,200. Uh, Kinsler, obviously, uh, you know, he's a guy that, that I believe scored four times on Tuesday night, you know, that, that, that the Tigers lineup, but, uh, you know, there's that possibility of people chasing the points and then not getting rewarded for it because, you know, Paxton, I think is is coming in as a much sharper pitcher than, than what, uh, King Felix, unfortunately was, uh, on Tuesday night, Jonathan scope has been on fire of late. He's, he's always an extra base hit, uh, threat. Uh, Forsyth, uh, not as uh, sold on. I think he might actually still be hurt, actually. Um, but Ruvenet Odor going against Minnesota at home. He's always hitting fifth in the order. Obviously, Odor hasn't had quite the start to the season as as many would have hoped. He's hitting under 200, but he draws an extremely favorable matchup tonight. And he, as always, he's hitting in an extremely uh, favorable part of that lineup. So I do like uh, his potential here. And then I've been a Castro DF or fan duel fan, uh, this entire season, he's been off to a great start and he's pretty much rewarded me every time I've put him in the lineup here. So it doesn't really bother me. And he's going against a right-hander and Rick Porcello. I think the Yankees are going to get to him. So uh, 3,200 is a nice way to get some high, high in the lineup exposure going against Porcello. If you want to use that Yankee stack. Yeah, and I think I'm going to add the name of Ben Zobrist into this range. Tyler Glasnow has had a rough start, to say the least, for the Pirates so far this year, and uh, that's a heck of an offense that Chicago brings against him. If he's not right, they could really light him up tonight, and Zobrist, I figure, could be a big part of that. And I echo your sentiments about Rugi Odor. The guy's got a great uh, record in the head-to-head matchup against his opposing pitcher tonight so when you look at an 11 for 26 slate that's starting to get into significant numbers in terms of the uh, number of plate appearances that he's had and the success that it's translated into i don't want to talk too much more about this guy i'm gonna i'm gonna throw up in my mouth a little bit <laughs> john let's take it down to the next range and see if there's any value below the three thousand dollar mark that you want to cover off in this position I'm I'm a big Brandon Drury guy, you know. As I mentioned before, I'm all in on the on the Diamondbacks uh, for this slate, and Drury is a really nice way of, of going about that. Uh, he's been hitting uh, near near the Goldschmidt's and Lambs of the world in the in that lineup of late. Uh, he's been extremely hot uh, at home. Uh, he's hits 444 at home, and that's over well over 30 at bats. So you know that that's at least a significant sample size. He's slashing uh, 364, 440, 455 over his last week with a pair of doubles as well. So he's a guy that that's been getting base hits, getting on base, and he's been in the, in a lineup that's obviously just kind of tearing the cover off the ball and gets a pretty favorable matchup against a guy in Trevor Cahill that I don't think has been hit. Um, the way that we've been expecting the, thus far this year, but I think that time is coming. I think uh, tonight could be that the opening of the floodgates there. Yeah, the only other guy I'll add in this range is a bit of a long shot when you consider John Lester and the quality that he brings to the mound for Chicago. But I like the Pittsburgh offense in this one, and Josh Harrison fact, factors in there. He's got hits and um, multi-hit efforts, uh, a couple of them in a, a very torrid last seven days, batting one, nine, 290 on the year with a homer and three ribbies so far. So I uh, I wouldn't mind taking a shot, kind of a contrarian play, but that's what you're looking at in this range, aren't, aren't you? Uh, and so for $2,900, maybe a guy that you plug in to one of, 
uh, multiple lineups that you might throw out there this evening. Exactly. What about at third base, John? We got Nolan Arenado, and you talk about that Colorado situation, uh, expecting a high-scoring game there. That's why he's all alone at the 4,800 mark. Beyond him, it's Chris Bryant, 4,200. And let's take a look down to Josh Donaldson won't be playing, so forget him at 3,600. But Justin Turner figures to be in there for Los Angeles. So what say you about the top five or six guys? Uh, the, this tier, let's see here. Uh, Arenado, he's a guy that, uh, if you if you want to, you, you're going to have to use a cheap pitcher to to fit him into your lineup, and you, you really need him to to do a ton uh, this evening in order to come anywhere close to hitting value. So I'm probably not going the Arenado route. Uh, Bryant's a guy that couldn't blame you if you put him in your lineup, but I'm going Jake Lamb. You know, just continuing my theme here. I'm going all Diamondbacks, uh, big big time Diamondback stack uh, today. Uh, Anthony Rendon at 3,700. Don't fall for that trap. I, I, that is, uh, that's just an unbelievable price tag for, for a guy that's giving you just over six fantasy points, uh, per game. So, uh, even though he's in that Washington lineup, anytime that Washington goes off, it doesn't seem like Rendon has anything to do with it. So maybe I'm just a Rendon hater. I don't know, but definitely off of him. And I think Turner would be a fine option at 3,600, but from this top tier, definitely, uh, leaning towards Jake Lamb. Yeah, I echo your sentiments. Uh, I'm a little bit fearful of most of the other choices that you've touched upon in this range for the reasons that you expressed, so I'm not going to duplicate the effort, John. Fine job there, buddy. Uh, let's go down from 3,500 on down. You got your, uh, maybe a guy who's who's on the back of your pillowcase, uh, his picture, Manny Machado at $3,500. <laughs> Adrian Beltre, $3,500 as well, one of my all-time favorites in the FanDuel play. And on down, let's go to $3,100. Yangervi Solarte there. There's about seven or eight guys we can talk about in this range john who appeals to you um you know as as i mentioned before if you if you want to lean the yankees route i think chase headley is a nice way of of getting more exposure to that at 3400 so if you have uh, headley uh and castro you're you're only spending 3300 per for for guys that are going to be hitting near the top of that lineup against porcello so i think that headley would be an all right uh, choice if you wanted to lean that route. Um, also, Nick Castellanos is near the top of the league as far as hard hit rate is concerned. So he's he's going against Paxton tonight. So he he brings heat. Uh, and Castellanos is obviously barreling things up, so that could lead to some some high exit velocity. Some you know we could see the ball potentially fly out of the park there. So Castellanos at 3,400 certainly intriguing. And Gallo, obviously a guy yeah. that uh, when he when he runs into one, it's I mean it's gone and it's gone in a hurry. So uh, I think those guys have that have the pop potential um, and and where they sit in the lineup. I think it's all appealing uh, to me if you wanted to if you wanted to drop down from that from that upper echelon uh, with with Jake Lamb and also I'd like to note on Machado that he's one for 15 against Alex Cobb so that's why you didn't mention him eh? okay good (laughs) I'm gonna say Joey Gallo echo your sentiments there the hottest stick I think at the hot corner five homers and seven ribbies for a a 318 batting average in the last week Uh, to me the hottest stick out there and he's hitting for power so I think I lean heavily in his direction my second pick is another power hitter who's going quite well so far this season a lot of RBIs on his ledger already and that's uh, Miguel Sano I expect a huge year from him and and he seems to be uh, off to a pretty good start too so I like those guys more than uh, most others in this range John and if we drop down below them uh, from 3,000 on down uh, there's there are a couple of more intriguing picks in here aren't there there, there aren't a, a t- there aren't as many sub three thousand names as I was expecting on this slate, but one that you could go for um, just because he of where he's sitting price tag wise, uh, he's going to be going against Alex Wood uh, for just twenty four hundred. That's Christian Arroyo. He's one of the better uh, Giants prospects. He just got the call up, I believe, on Monday. Uh, just got his first big league hit on Tuesday, and that came against Clayton Kershaw. So that's always you know, an encouraging sign. So uh, you figure he's going to be in the lineup going against a lefty as a right-handed bat. So at twenty four hundred, you know, if you wanted to pair your Arroyo, he, he is in a different part of the lineup than, than Posey. Obviously, he hits closer to the bottom third, but. You know, he's a cheap way to get to get that Giants exposure against uh, Alex Wood. 
So I, th- I think he would be my choice if I, if I were to go extra cheap at the third base position. Well, we both slagged on Matt Latos a little bit. One of the reasons why I'm so down on him is numbers like uh, Jed Jerko has against him over their careers. And, and Jerko, for his part, has also got nine hits in his last four days. So he comes into this matchup as hot as anybody on the board, really. So I think he's a guy that screams, pick me, pick me. So I will when it comes to our head-to-head lineups, John. And uh, this is maybe one of the screaming hot values that I like to highlight from time to time. Uh, yeah, uh, be leaning against my club just like you did against yours with f- the fade on Machado. I was shocked. I'm mm-hmm. still shaking my head over here. Can't, <laughs> can't believe I'm, you did that. <laughs> I mean, he's been off to a bad start this year. That's, I mean, we, I can be completely honest about that. It calls him like you see him, buddy. I like that. Hey. Uh, okay, over to the shortstop position. Trey Turner tops the list at $4,500. You'll pay up for him and Trevor Story and Gene Segura. And the likes of uh, some others there. Uh, let's go down to $3,400. There's six names in that group. And uh, who do you like? Who do you don't? So if you if you can, then obviously Trey Turner uh, should definitely be in, in one of your lineups uh, tonight. He's you know he's so dynamic. He, he's a guy that can not only drive the ball for extra base hits, but he can just uh, stretch you know what would seem like a routine base hit into a double or once he gets on base he's so dangerous as a base dealer so 4500 certainly worth that price tag at course uh, i feel the opposite about trevor story but i've been kind of knocking trevor story uh throughout the year and i think he hit a grand slam on friday uh when i was saying to not play him so uh take <laughs> take that for what you will um gene segura back healthy he's off he looks like he's kind of back into form but i like Corey seager a lot even though he's going against Quay you know 3400 is just is just not a whole lot for for the the kind of talent uh that seager has and he you know he's a guy that that hits usually number two in that in that uh dodgers lineup that that can be dangerous it, it's been a little bit dormant to start the year but I, I don't think that that's necessarily seager's fault so i do like seager uh probably the most of this tier if, if i'm if i can't afford trey turner well i love uh, gene segura in this in this range four multi-hit games in his 11 last seven starts batting a lusty 342 so far with some pop and some speed why wouldn't you want to get him in the lineup uh, sure. he, he can do it all a five to a player looks like right now and uh, i think he's back to a level of play that i expected he took a bit of a a holiday for parts of last season in that regard but i think he's back and firing on all cylinders so i'll take a bit of that action i'll also love uh, xander bogarts in this range another guy who comes to the fore in this marquee matchup uh, more often than not in the red sox uh, yankees rivalry and uh, in the middle of that boston order i love him at, at thirty four hundred dollars absolutely one of the better values in this range too john uh looking at the thirty three hundred dollars down to three thousand there's about 10 or 12 names in this group so uh, why don't you take us through your best picks in this area uh let's see i think guys like taylor motter and wilmer defoe are a bit of uh, fool's gold for for tonight uh, but i think motter is a fine play in general but going against lefties he's been he's been really uh struggling to start the season so I, i'm gonna leave him alone and defoe's just kind of a guy that's like oh hey he's in the nationals lineup and he's <laughs> at cores so ergo he must be good and it's sort of a rendon type of deal where you know he, he's just really not going to produce a whole lot for you so i'm i'm off of wilmer defoe i've gotten burned by him several times this year uh, addison russell at 3000 kind of surprises me uh, honestly i think he kind of stood out to me as as one of the you know more underpriced shortstops with with some of the more upside you know he's been hitting for power a decent bit this year he's got two home runs uh he's hitting close to 390 or getting close to 300 here uh averaging well over uh 10 points uh per game here so going against glass now i do like russell's chances of certainly hitting value this evening i like andrews at 3000 as well yeah, and I like Aledmi's Diaz. Uh, we may have passed over him. He's got some hitting for power over the last 10 days, gets the soft matchup against Latos and St. Louis, I think we'll be looking for a measure of revenge. They they coughed up a chance to, to take the win last night against the Jays team that got into town at about 5.30 in the morning. So uh, I think that the Cards sleepwalked just as much as the Jays did in that one. Um, yeah. So I, uh, that's all I got in addition to the people that you mentioned there. What about some bargain hunting below the $3,000 mark, John? What are you looking for there? Well, Tim Beckham at 2,700. He's a, he's a talented guy, former high draft pick. Um, he's been hitting the ball a little, 
little bit better this year than he has in years past. Uh, so I think that he might w- warrant a little bit of consideration here. But really, I'm going to try to stick to a. I'm going to try to keep my budget to where I can go three thousand or higher with my shortstops because I think it th- we get to a pretty ugly neck of the woods here uh, once we once we fall b- much below the 28 2700 range I mean, do, do you have any sort of counter to that is there is there any gems down here one guy and i'm going to put him in my lineup tonight tonight john that's how confident i feel about freddie galvis and i already touched on the fact that i think this is an opportunity to stack against the miami starting pitcher there's a bunch of guys here that have done very well against him in their histories and galvis is off to a decent well he's had a few decent games so far this year so i, I feel confident enough that uh, this switch hitter will take advantage of the matchup uh, as, as well as, as some of his mates so he's just along for the ride and uh, a guy who's only hitting 227 but he's got a couple of homers and I like the nine ribby, ribbies that's the attractive part for me and also the hi- history that he's enjoyed against the opposing mound mound man so uh, I don't mind taking a, a bit of a hit here and, and dropping down into the, the sub 3000 range with a guy like him with, with the matchup that I'm describing over to the outfield position we go. We got our first $5,000 player among the hitters uh, that I've seen uh, so far this year when we do these shows, and that's Bryce Harper. Last week, John, I'll say that you cashed in when we did the staff league, but I, I knocked it out of the park by picking this guy, and he had a monster game last Wednesday. Yeah, so, he did. Uh, so uh, one of the strongest performances of the season, and I commend you for coming through uh, in the winner's circle in our in our pool too, John. So good for you. You didn't mention that. I'd be all over this kind of stuff if yeah, I were appreciate you. That. You know that. It's two weeks in a row. That's that's excellent, man. Keep her going, buddy. Uh, and uh, so, anyway, the top of the order in the outfield uh, features Harper, but there's Trout, there's Blackman, there's Eaton, there's John Carlos Stanton, and Mookie Betts. So, give us a look at those those five or six guys and tell me who do you like the most? Harper, obviously, you know Harper and Trout. If you can if you can afford them, then absolutely go for it. Uh, I. I I usually would like to pair one of these guys with with one of their teammates, obviously. But, the, you know, uh, in the case of the Nationals or the Rockies, you're going to have to pay a lot to sort of get get a stack or, you know, get two guys in the lineup next to each other. Um, whereas Trout, I just I don't feel uh, pushed to use any sort of other angel. Although Trout can, Trout can certainly just produce on his own and, and be worth that 4,800 price tag. Uh, Betts is also uh, a safe bet. And um, Giancarlo Stanton, obviously the, the ridiculous power, but I really liked uh, Nelson Cruz right. uh, sitting here at 4,100. He draws the left-handed matchup and it seems like Cruz has finally kind of woken up from his early season slumber. He's, you know, he's back-to-back games of over 30 FanDuel points, three straight games, or four straight games, I'm sorry, uh, in double digits. He seems to be really uh, covering the plate well right now, and I think he draws a favorable matchup where I think the Mariners are going to be able to get uh, to Norris here. So I think uh, Cruz uh, has a significant amount of upside if you want to go for this expensive part of the outfield tier, which I think you do need some exposure one way or the other. And I think if you're a little bit strapped, too strapped to get a guy like Blackman or Trout or, or Harper, I think you could do a whole lot worse than going for uh, Nelson Cruz. Yeah, to echo your sentiments, John, some of the numbers that these guys have put up in the last week really make me lean in this direction. You've got to have one of the th- these three guys in your lineup, in my opinion. I'm going to say Charlie Blackman, maybe the hottest hitting outfielder right now. A 393 batting average, four homers, 12 ribbies in the past week. Nelly Cruz is one of my favorites in FanDuel play whenever I see a favorable matchup. Uh, screams pick me, pick me tonight with a 455 mm-hmm. average, two homers, nine ribbies in the last week. And the same can be said for Gio Stanton, uh, who hit some of the longest home runs we've seen. Uh, he's batting 357 with four homers and seven ribbies in the past week. So I'm, I'm echoing your sentiments. You've got to have one of these premium guys in your lineup, particularly as they're going as hot as they are so far this season. Uh, sub this group, there's still a couple of more guys in the low 4,000s and in the high 3,000 worth uh, talking about. So why don't we take a look at Nelly? Uh, we mentioned Nelly Cruz. So AJ Pollock, down to let's say adam jones at thirty seven hundred dollars john i could not find room for for pollock but uh certainly if you if you wanted to get in on the diamondback stack uh then he then he should certainly be worth uh your consideration Uh, i mentioned earlier in this show that cespedes uh has has struggled uh throughout his career against tehran so i'm probably going to leave him alone this evening uh 3800 is a bit expensive to me for for benintendi uh, Para at 3600 is, a, I suppose, a decent way of getting some exposure to this Coors game. And uh, he hit sort of what was a de facto garbage time home run uh, in, in Tuesday night's uh, loss to the Nationals. Uh, so obviously he does 
of that sort of, uh, pop. And it, you know, uh, I think Benny Ricciardi kind of put it, put it, uh, the best when he said it's fan, it's fantasy sports. It doesn't matter, uh, when the score comes it just as long as it, as it happens. So, you know, we, we don't need the Rockies to win for, in order for par to produce and par obviously, uh, hit value for his own last night uh so i think he'd be worth consideration there but uh i'm not super high or i'm not targeting uh this tier particularly hard i think that there there are better options for a little bit cheaper yeah i agree with you the only other name that i'll throw out is your adam your guy adam jones he hasn't gone hitless in two straight games yet this year and uh, has been very productive in terms of the long ball and uh, in terms of average fan duel performance so i, I like his matchup tonight as we've been harping on the Baltimore side a little bit, or at least I have more than you. I'm surprised at that, John. But I, I like I like Jones in this matchup just because he's uh, probably my favorite Oriole, and and he's been hitting for some pop. And in the middle of that potent lineup, they can roll a ten. Uh, 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 the odd night and this might be one situation where they might in support of dylan bunny tonight uh mm-hmm. let's drop it down a little bit lower into this three three thousand six hundred take it down to uh three thousand john there's a whole bunch of names here but want to go through this big range with you since i think we find lots of value here all right yeah i think i think uh ellsbury and judge on the yankees yeah. as i've been harping on throughout the show uh, i think both of those guys are worth consideration at 3600 but you got to remember that ellsbury tends to hit in a more favorable part of the lineup uh than bird so it, while he doesn't quite have the home run potential uh hitting in that in that higher part part in the lineup kind of gives him the edge for me if i were to pick between uh the two of them jay bruce uh 3600 as well tough matchup uh going against tehran Chris Davis going against Shoemaker. Chris Davis obviously is a guy that, that can take pretty much any pitcher in the bigs uh, out of the yard. Steven Souza, I think he bruised his elbow a little bit, but he seems to be fine. He's obviously been been having himself an excellent start to the season here uh, for, uh, for the Rays. Uh, Mark Trumbo on the other end of that spectrum, uh, checking in at 3,200, having kind of a disappointing uh, start to this season. Draw Ger- Dyson brings you the speed upside if, you, if you're looking to kind of just hope or bank on an on base plus a steal or max kepler who's kind of a nice all-around bat uh checking in at 3300 um and no more at 3200 i find is a is a pretty nice value as well do you, do you do you find anyone else from this kind of tier that uh kind of stood out to you i got two of them john in addition to the names that you mentioned you checked off a lot of them that i was going to highlight but i got yasmani tomas who's on a hot hitting streak and he gets a really favorable nice. matchup tonight i love that situation for him he's got a a pile of ribbies to his ledger all right already hitting over 315 so far this year and so i like him a lot tonight and i also like hunter pence a professional hitter who is getting it done also off to a fine start this season and he gets a, a good matchup again in, in terms of a righty lefty situation against alex wood so i like those two guys in addition to the names that you mentioned there pal what about in the sub 3000 range to close out our analysis of the position players john uh, who do you see uh, that might be a surprise pick uh, that you might include to balance your roster out just a little bit uh, let's see here i'm going to go way down the list a little bit um tor- towards the bottom here uh another prospect that i mentioned arroyo at the third base spot i'm going to bring up uh, cody bellinger of the dodgers on the other side of that game he's he's sort of the the dodgers counter uh to the giants as far as their, their new kind of uh hot prospect that's been called up uh he's going to be he's been going against cueto but he is a left-handed hitter and he you know he's a guy that that has mashed uh throughout his time in the minors obviously uh going up to that stadium it it's uh not quite uh the hitter friendly park that he was he's used to seeing out in the i guess the pacific coast league but i still think that that he's worth consideration at, at just 2400 just based on upside and and the way that i constructed my lineup i definitely needed to uh, a real kind of salaried uh, break, and he he was the best way to me of providing that while also having a bit of uh, the upside that I'm looking for. Well, and I'm going to echo the same sentiment, but you can just insert the name of Daniel Nava in there for me. He's off to a fine start so far this season, and I also want him to be a part of a stack that I'm putting in against Wei Yin Chan of Miami. I've harped on that all day long in this episode. Consider the three, seven for 17 history that he owns against him with a homer and three ribbies. That's a, an OPS over a thousand, and I get him for a, a sub three thousand. So I'm thrilled to throw him in there and and round out my squad, John. So that's our look at our uh, our best bets uh, along the whole way uh john let's take a look at uh well what what does your lineup look like today let's let's go there 
Well, I went the contrarian route. I'm not sure if I'm going to end up sticking with this. So I'll I'll make sure to tweet out if I, if I end up changing my pitcher because this is this is kind of crazy. But uh, I am going with Tehran to start out. Uh, <laughs> then it, then I went with uh, Chirinos at catcher, Goldschmidt at, at first, Drury at second, uh, third base. I have Jake Lamb. So that that's that uh, Diamondback stack, and I, I have one more Diamondback later on. Uh, at shortstop, I have Corey Seager. Outfield, I have Bellinger. Uh, in addition to that, I have Nelson Cruz and Yasmani Tomas. So I think that you you brought up Tomas and and how he's been doing. I think you know if, if I can get all four of those Diamondbacks hitting back to back to back to back in the order uh, going against Cahill, I think that could really really pay off yeah, uh, tonight. I, so that's really kind of the way I'm leaning for that. Yeah, one. Yeah, I think that's a great opportunity to stack for you. I'm going to counter with Dylan Bundy. Oddly enough, uh, went away from the, low, the the top tier, but I still see a lot of value in picking this guy. He's, he's pitched at least six innings in each game start with a whip right around one. He's uh, bound opponent Alex Cobb's been very hittable so far, giving up 30 hits in only 23 innings. So I like the chances for the Baltimore offense to light him up. And it's all about getting a W and some innings from Bundy tonight. That'll make for a good game score there. Uh, yep. with, with the catcher position, I went with Yaddy Molina, $2,800, saving a little money on a hot stick yet. Uh, he's got a multi-game hit streak with uh, two straight multi-hit games coming into action tonight. He's 21 for th- uh, he's 11 for 34 in his career against Latos, so the good numbers there, and he's not looked so g- good at all for the Jays uh, in the pitching role, so I think Yadi Molina and the rest of the cards could have some fun tonight, and uh, mm-hmm. again saving money, only $2,800 there. Freddie Freeman, I went near the top end of the board for, for first baseman, you need to, I think, uh, tonight. $3,900 in salary, he's hitting 455 with four homers over the past week, so I'm not scared to put him in here against the top-rated pitcher on today's board. A bit of a contrary and play when you look at that in the Syndergaard uh, it might turn out to be a nice contrarian play for me and I'm counting on it tonight uh, going a bit against the grain there I also touted Cesar Hernandez a little bit for $3,600 uh, kind of the near the top end of the board at second baseman I'm drawn to this cho- choice but because he's carrying a hot stick five multi-hit games his last seven starts he's got a five for 12 against opposing pitcher Chen who's going to get lit up tonight I'm quite sh- quite certain of that and I'm going to stack like against it. him for sure uh, Jed Jerko uh, $3,000 play uh, against the Jays again I've gone twice against my club tonight I think they're in trouble nine hits in his last four games he gets a good matchup against a pitcher who's not throwing well as we said uh, Latos is nothing but a stopgap for a Jays club that's missing two starting hurdlers I'll say it one final time and Jerko and his boys could have a field day this evening I choked when I said that almost <laughs> Freddie Galvis at shortstop is another contrarian play uh, $2,700 and uh, could be a good tournament pick he's on a seven game hit streak and has a five for 12 mark against Chen and he, he's not fared well against the Phillies let's just say that uh, Daniel it's- Nava uh, outfielder, uh, the saving uh, saving grace for me to put some other expensive guys together. Uh, it's very clear I'm stacking uh, Phillies, but the case is similar because he's collected five hits in five of his last six games. Has a nice seven for 17 against Chen that I highlighted. And rounding out my team in, in the outfield, Mookie Betts in that marquee matchup, $4,300. He's the playing at the MVP level that we'd expect right out of the gate and is in the middle of the order against a pitcher who is prone to the long ball in Porcello. This is a spot where I foresee a nice payoff for sure. And I'm going to oppose him with Jacoby Ellsbury. The veteran has been on both sides of this rivalry, John, as we both know. And you know he's up to it. He'll be up to the task. He's he's 12 for 31 with only three strikeouts in his career against Porcello. The, the ball will be in play. This guy's still got some speed. He, he could even swipe you a bag here tonight. Uh, he's off to a great start with four multi-hit games and hits in eight of his last nine games. So I'm pretty comfortable with my lineup going into this evening's uh, Play out, play down, and uh, like before before we go off the off the air, though, I want you to take us through the RotoWire optimizer lineup, John, uh, and uh, tell us what you think about that. All right, this is one uh, where you'll need to do a little bit of uh, customization, probably because you, you don't want to use a hitter against your pitcher. But I do really like the the optimizer's call of Cole Hamels uh, this evening. Uh, moving forward, so obviously uh, the optimizer is leaning towards going the expensive route at pitcher, and then going from there. So we got Jonathan Lucroy at catcher, Chris Davis at first, um, Brian Dozier going against uh, Hamels uh, as your second baseman, Machado as your third baseman, checking in at 3,500, Corey Seager checking in at 3,400 as your shortstop, and then an outfield combination of Andrew McCutcheon going against uh, Lester, 3,900, uh, Manuel Margot 
going against Zach Godley. We didn't really mention much in the way of Padres bats, but he is making a season debut tonight. Maybe the Padres get to him a little bit. Yeah. So that's a cheap way of good going about at 2700 and then byron buxton who uh maybe showing some signs of life at the plate now uh got got a stolen bag on tuesday so you know at 2100 he's basically minimum price and obviously he's a guy with a ton of upside it's just it's been fr- a frustrating go for him this first month of the season john you made an interesting point about the optimizer saying that uh, you might be wary of picking batters that go against the pitcher that you might throw in are you a little bit concerned about that when you set your lineups i'll ask you that question straight out uh, when you set your lineups do you are you fearful of going that route a little bit uh yes i, I think you know if if i'm having multiple lineups then maybe uh I will use hitters uh, against a pitcher that I'm using in a different lineup. But I think in using them in the same lineup generally is kind of just counterproductive. It seems to me uh, you don't get necessarily penalized for your pitcher. If, if you, you know, if your batter hits a double and then gets stranded on base or, or what have you, but uh, I just, I'd prefer to just sort of take that risk out of the equation and, and not use hitters against my pitcher you know what i echo that sentiment and that's a fine tip that you bring out john so and also a good way to end the show so we'll leave it right there for john mckechnie who's a great follow at johnny mckex i'm paul bruno who you can follow at statsman22 and we wish you good luck with your fan duel picks come back to listen to our pods on a daily basis to get an edge on the competition so long everybody headlines remind us daily the world is a dangerous place the elites in charge say everything's fine stop noticing but you know better and your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos my patriot supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company americans trust to prepare go to mypatriotsupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com